Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. But these same schools rate high on student satisfaction with professors and overall campus experience. Low student-to-faculty ratio. Each of the top 25 had an extremely low student-to-faculty ratio. Nine of 10 have an 8 to 1 ratio or less. Stanford is 11 to 1. And Cornell University is 12 to 1. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagenhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Welcome back to our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border. We've got Malcolm Out Loud going to be coming up at the top of next hour. We also have today John G. Pedicini as well in our second hour. We're going to be profiling the band Saul on Music Monday. But right now, we've got a great guest. We're going to be talking to him here in a few moments. Thanks for joining us here on the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Radio Program, coast-to-coast and border-to-border from the KJAG Radio Studios in Edges of Kansas, where live as live can get. 2 to 5 Central, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific, and 1 to 4 Mountain Standard, and of course, 24-7 at JiggyJaguar.com. On the TuneIn apps and radio loyalty, our premium podcast is available for $5 a month at JiggyJaguar.info. Our brand new free Droid app is available in the Android App Store, JiggyJaguar.us. Selected editions on iHeartRadio and 50 plus AM FM stations in the big network. Our telephone number, 267 22 JIGGY. We've got an incredible guest coming up here in just a few seconds, but let's tell you about our newest sponsor here on our big program. That's right, it's a great new GoFundMe campaign. Give Autism Specs and Jeremy's Life. Uh, that's right, Jeremy Dre falls with us today. At the tender age of four years, he was diagnosed with autism. Born and raised in Madison, Wisconsin for about 27 years, he left the place all at once and moved to Chicago as if the place was calling him, as if there was a laid a big change for him. A place truly changed his life forever. A journey in Chicago began with meeting new people, professionals, NGOs who were actively involved in the Autism Speaks Awareness movement. He also joined the group and engaged himself in Autism Speaks for 11 months. And seriously speaking, this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. He could easily relate to them and therefore attended all their events and high spirits. It was the best time of his life. We need to help him out today. It is GoFundMe.com slash Let's Help Jeremy D. Uh, that's right. It's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash L-E-T-S-H-E-L-P-J-E-R-E-M-Y-D. And tell them you heard about it here, Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a great guest with us today joining us on the telephone. We're going to go ahead and let Bob introduce himself, kind of talk a little bit about uh, his background, and then we'll jump into the first topic today, Unleash Your Latent Leader. Bob, how are you, my friend? Well, I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show, my friend. Well, um, well t- tell me a little bit on your background. Sure. Well, I am uh, a recovering CEO. Over a 30-year business career, I ran five companies from a small startup to a billion-dollar New York Stock Exchange turnaround. 
And then I uh, retired, quote unquote, out to the beautiful Vale Valley of Colorado and began teaching and speaking and writing about my passion in life, which is leadership. And my son and I co-authored an award-winning book that won the uh, USA Best Book Award in 2013 called Triple Crown Leadership, Building Excellent, Ethical, and Enduring Organizations, The Triple Crown of Leadership. And I've got a new book coming out in May that we may want to talk about, too. Now, uh, you have an incredible background here. We, we, we just got a, uh, a, a good encapsulation of it. In this segment, we're going to be talking about Unleash Your Latent Leader. Does everyone have a latent leader within them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, good Lord, just think about all the opportunities we have to lead, not just in a business, but in a nonprofit, in your church or synagogue, um, at home, with your family, um, in, in your uh, children's school, for a nonprofit organization. Everybody at some time has an opportunity to step up, to speak up and say, wait a minute, what about this? Or I think there's a different direction. So we certainly all have opportunities to lead. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. Aren't some leaders just naturally born? Well, absolutely. There's an old adage about leaders are, are born, not made. And certainly many people have better communication skills or they're a little smarter or whatever. But leadership is primarily a learned skill. I, I mean, it really is a choice that one makes if one is passionate about something. So um, let's, let's take communication skills. For the first 25 years of my life, I was a terrible stutterer. I mean, it was hard for me to communicate, but I applied myself and I learned, and hopefully I'll get through this broadcast without a stutter. Um, but it's, it's primarily a learned skill, even though some people have more inclinations. Maybe they're a little taller or a little quicker, and so people naturally will turn to them, but leadership is primarily a learned skill. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone. What does leadership mean to you? Well, I'm going to take a totally different turn on to answer that question. Most people think about leadership in terms of a leader. They think about George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or Ronald Reagan or Barack Obama, leader, leader. And that just feeds the cult of the personality you know, you got to have charisma, you got to have this, what can I do to be a leader? The work that uh, my son Greg and I have done researching leadership and for our book, Triple Crown Leadership, we interviewed over 60 organizations in 11 countries from eBay to Google to Mayo Clinic to many, many nonprofit organizations. And we heard over and over again that leadership is not about a person, it's a group dynamic. Leadership ebbs and flows. Sometimes the person at the top of the pyramid, the general or the CEO, makes a decision because it's a crisis. But oftentimes those good leaders delegate that down. They empower other people and they let other people lead because no one of us is smart enough, can work enough hours to do it all alone. So leadership is really a group dynamic, an organic thing where lots of people are, are leading at times and following at other times. We've got a uh, fantastic, fantastic guest with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast. In this segment, Unleash Your Latent Leader. Uh, how can leadership flow to different people within an organization? Can't there only be one leader? 
Well, sure. On one project at one time, there is probably going to be a designated leader. But that doesn't mean all projects at all times have that leader. Different people at different times, depending on the circumstances, their skill set, and their passion, step up to lead. Uh, When I first started out, it was all about me. I, I was smart. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to lead. I wanted to be in charge, be in control, run something. And I slowly realized over the years that I had to unleash other leaders. I had to zip up my tongue. We interviewed the former um, president of Pitney Bowes, Mike Critelli. He said how often I had to learn to bite my tongue and let other people speak. Otherwise, they were all just going to look at me, and I was going to end up making all the decisions. So I come back again to this concept of leadership as a group dynamic with even the hierarchical leader stepping back and letting others lead along the way. We've got a uh, fantastic, fantastic guest with us today. In this segment, Unleash Your Latent Leader. Um, What if someone doesn't want to lead? Well, that's perfectly okay. Leadership is a choice. You can decide, uh, I don't want to lead at work because I'm too busy with my family or work uh, with my kids' school or with my nonprofit. But there will probably be times, sooner or later, at home, in your community, at work, where something will go on and you say, that's not right. I need to step up and stand up, even just for a day, to say, hey, we're going to do this downsizing, but the way we're handling it isn't right. I don't think it fits with our values as an organization. And you've stepped up and led in that particular moment. So it's a choice, and it's okay to follow at times, but I suspect each of us are going to have a leadership opportunity sometimes to step up to. We've got a uh, great guest that's joining us today, Latent Leader. How to unleash your latent leader with us today. Bob joins us. Um, How can someone be sure they are qualified to lead? Yeah, well, a lot of people say, well, who am I? I'm not qualified to lead. You know, I'm just a fill-in-the-blank. I'm just a truck driver, or I'm just a mom, or I'm just a farmer, or something like that. Well, uh, you have to put those kinds of thoughts out of your mind. It starts with leading yourself first, understanding that leadership in in the group dynamic that I'm talking about here is all about serving people. It's not about serving yourself. It's about serving people, the other people. If you have a set of personal values, a moral compass that guides your life, if you have a passion for certain things in life, whether it's children or the environment or uh, clean water or whatever, you're going to have an opportunity to step up. So forget about whether you have an MBA or a degree or somebody has anointed you with a title or not. There are many examples of great leaders in history that started out with no title. Susan B. Anthony, uh, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Gandhi, Mandela, they all became leaders even before they got to be president of South Africa or uh, uh, the great leader in India. They started out, they didn't have title or position authority, but they felt passionate about a certain cause and they were grounded. We've got a great guest joining us today. Bob joins us live talking about this incredible incredible uh topic unleash your latent leader and um uh, what, what what's next to unleash the latent leader what once you've once you've qualified someone as a leader once you've qualified yourself as a leader and said yeah i can do this i think the best place to start is to find your passion 
something that's not right in the world and that's not right in your community, in your school, in your business. You see it wrong that's need to be righted. And you just take a smart, I mean, you don't have to be crazy. You don't have to stand on top of the desk and shout to the rooftops. But, but, you, but you take a stand and you say, you know, I'm not sure about what we're doing here. I'm not sure it's right. Can we talk about it? It troubles me because you're passionate about it. That's all it takes to get the dialogue going. We've got a uh, great guest joining us today. Um, Bob joins us, Unleashing Your Latent Leader. And uh, he's with us today here on the telephone. What leadership style should one unleash? Well, we identify uh, five characteristics of these Triple Crown organizations in our book, Triple Crown Leadership. And one of the five is the ability to flex between steel and velvet. We use Abraham Lincoln as an example there. Abraham Lincoln was surely a steel, hard-edge leader. He instituted the first draft. Um, He put people in jail without a trial if he felt they were uh, treasonous. He suspended the writ of habeas corpus. Without any um, input from his uh, uh, cabinet, he drafted the Emancipation Proclamation. He fired general after general until he found the right general to win the Civil War. He was a hard-edged steel leader, but he was also a velvet leader. He was a jokester. He used to go to people's office to talk to them. He visited the battlefields. He was honest Abe. People felt they could trust him. He was approachable. So you're not stuck in your natural leadership style. You're not stuck as a red versus a blue. You're not stuck as uh, an extrovert versus an introvert. The great leaders have the ability to flex, sometimes steel when they have to, especially in a crisis, but most often velvet, keeping their mouth quiet, uh, listening to other people, empowering other people. So you start by flexing your leadership style depending on the circumstances, the skills, and the passion of the situation. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep chatting with Bob. We've got a great new topic coming up 52 minutes after the hour. Back with more. Presenting them the product or the service or the final approval in a way that they can decide and they will feel that they were part of the process and they took the decision and that is their commitment and their idea. A good seller, that's what they do. So keep the retention high and visit NadineRacing.com. 24-7-365, the number two internet radio program according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. Welcome back to our big broadcast on iHeartRadio, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Tune in also radio loyalty as well our brand new app is available jiggyjaguar.us it's in the app store go download it for your android device and uh we've got a great guest with us today before we get back into our guest 
Let's tell you about our sponsor for this segment. It is a fantastic, fantastic new marketing partner, G-Stop. Smart brake light modulator and black box recorder. Uh, that's right. This comes from Mark Dealey. Be seen sooner. Safety device for cars, motorbikes, vans, etc. It's designed to help prevent rear-end collisions and keep drivers safe. They've got some amazing backers, but they need to get some more funds. Let's help them out today. Help us make G-Stop happen. Donate a pound to help make G-Stop reach its campaign goal and have your name published in the G-Stop official backers list. Uh, That's right. This is available at kickstarter.com. Kickstarter.com. Search G-Stop. Smart vehicle brake force sensing safety. And uh, also you can get a hold of them at kickstarter.com. And that's K-I-C-K-S-T-A-R-T-E-R.com. Search G-Stop. The smart vehicle brake force sensing safety. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. We've got a uh, fantastic, fantastic guest with us today. Bob Vanerwerk is with us. He is uh, going to be talking with us in this segment about leadership lessons from literature's luminaries. And um, Bob, first of all, why did you go back to poetry and uh, prose for these leadership lessons? Well, uh, after my son and I wrote our first book, Triple Crown Leadership, we realized that there was a lot of leadership wisdom that uh, has been written about in the ages, uh, over 2,000 years, and we've got a lot to learn from these leadership luminaries, and too many people today don't have the time to read uh, this kind of wisdom from the ages, so we decided to, um, I decided, because I wrote this book myself, to just have a hoot, and I started finding some poems, and I, it just started on a steamroll from there, and it's been just a fantastic um, journey. The book will be out in May. It's called Leadership Wisdom, Lessons from Poetry, Prose, and Curious Verse. <laughs> now, why did you decide to write this book as, as, as far as uh, the audience? Who, who are you trying to target here with your audience? We're trying to talk to people who know that uh, the kinds of leaders we read about in the paper every day or uh, see on TV, all the scandals, all the crony capitalism, all the inside deals, all the overpaid CEOs, this is not the way to lead. There is a better way, but they don't know what it is. Frankly, the leadership models we've been using all about the heroic person at the top of the pyramid are flawed. So we decided to go back to the wisdom of the ages and look at poems, poetry, and curious verse. We've got the fantastic Bob Vanerwerk with us today. Leadership lessons from literature's luminaries. What is curious verse? (laughs) Well, I don't know if you've ever read Lewis Carroll's Jabberwocky, but that's a great example. It could be a Dr. Seuss poem, or you remember the book from Robert Fulgham, Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got one in the book called Lessons from the Geese or dealing with a dead horse. How many times in our businesses are we riding a dead horse and we whip them harder and we yell at them and we scream and we hire a consultant to, you know, deal with dead horses? It's a great example of curious verse. We've got uh, Leadership Lessons from Literature's Luminaries is this segment of our big broadcast. Who are some of the leadership luminaries you quote? Well, I've got presidents, prime ministers, uh, soldiers, journalists, religious leaders. I've got Native American uh, uh, 
wisdom there. We've got the lyrics from uh, Kenny Rogers, The Gambler. And then the poets range from Charlotte Bronte to uh, Annie Dillard and Robert Frost, uh, Rudyard Kipling, um, Shakespeare, George Bernard Shaw, um, Walt Whitman, just a whole host of people. Over 60 different sections from literature's luminaries. We've got a uh, great segment here, Leadership Lessons from Literature's Luminaries. Um, it, now, with this, do you just quote their words? Oh, no. We have a poem or an excerpt from a prose passage, and that's on the left-facing page. And on the right-facing page, I have a few sentences about who the author is or the quoted passage, and then some commentary sharing sharing lessons from all the mistakes I've made as a five-time CEO and some of the successes we had as teams. But, but the real key part is at the end of that right-facing page, practical applications for the reader to put this wisdom into practice. When Walt Whitman or Carl Sandburg has given us a leadership insight, what can you do today to put that into practice? So it's really very, very practical. It exercises your right brain and your left brain. You know, the right brain is the creative side, the left brain is the logical side, so we've got the poetry and we've got the practical applications. We've got the fantastic, fantastic Bob Vanderwerk with us today. He joins us live here on the broadcast. Leadership Lessons from Literature's Luminaries. And coming up in our next segment, we will be talking to Karen Kiefer. And uh, she is uh, going to continue our uh, kind of a, a Leadership Monday here with us here on our broadcast. How is this book organized, Bob? Well, I broke it into three sections. The first section is poems or prose about leading yourself first. The first thing you have to do before you can presume to lead others is get grounded yourself. Because if your ego is running amok, as, uh, as mine was in my early years, you're not going to be a good leader. People aren't going to follow you. The second is about leading others. So we quote from, um, from all the wisdom of the ages. And the third is most interesting, too. It's leaving a leadership legacy. Most people don't talk about this. But if you're a leader and things go great in your organization or your department, and it all falls apart after you leave, you haven't been a very good leader. So you have to really think about, will this carry on after I'm gone, after I'm dead, or after I'm promoted or moved to another company? That's the real test. Leading yourself first, leading others, and how to leave a leadership legacy. We've got a great guest with us today talking leadership lessons from literature's luminaries. Give us a sample from leading yourself first. <laughs> okay, um, well, uh, Jackson Kittard um, wrote, Teaching You, anything that annoys you is for teaching you patience. Anyone who abandons you is for teaching you to stand up on your own two feet. Anything that angers you is for teaching you forgiveness and compassion. Anything that has power over you is for teaching you how to take your power back. Anything you hate is for teaching you unconditional love. Anything you fear is for teaching you courage to overcome your fear. And anything you can't control is for teaching you how to let go and trust the universe. Fantastic. Yes, there, there, there is a lot of wisdom there. Um, give, give, give us a sample of uh, leading others. Leading others. Well, there's a poem from 
Christopher Logue, a British author. It's only 27 words. Come to the edge, he said. We are afraid, they said. Come to the edge, he said. They came. He pushed them, and they flew. Okay. <laughs> That's, that is right, so, that is so, a hell of a deal. Kind of break that down a little bit more for us. Sure. If you know, a leader has to initiate change, you have to take people to a place where they haven't been yet. You have to bring them to the edge. And if a leader is trusted, people are still afraid. But if they really believe the leader is working for them, serving them, they'll come to the edge. But even then, you may have to give people a little push because they still have self-doubt, a little push. And what they discovered, what I discovered, being a CEO in five different companies from huge to small, is that people have this incredible latent leadership capability within them. If you give them a little push, they can fly. We've got the great, great author with us today, Bob Vanderwerk, with us today. Leadership Lessons from Literature's Luminaries is this segment of the big broadcast. Give us a sample from leaving a leadership legacy. Hmm. All right, let me find... Uh, let me find one here that I think will fit one there. Okay, the soldier stood and faced God, which must always come to pass. He hoped his shoes were shining just as brightly as his brass. Step forward now, you soldier, how shall I deal with you? Have you always turned the other cheek? To my church have you been true? The soldier squared his shoulders and said, no, Lord, I guess I ain't, because those of us who carry guns can't always be a saint. I've had to work most Sundays, and, my, and at times my talk was tough. And sometimes I've been violent because the world is awfully rough. But I never took a penny that wasn't mine to keep, though I worked a lot of overtime when the bills just got too steep. Though at times I shook with fear, and sometimes, God forgive me, I've wept unmanly tears. I know I don't deserve a place among the people here. They never wanted me around except to calm their fears. If you have a place for me here, Lord, I, it needn't be so grand. I never expected or had too much, but if you don't, I'll understand. There was silence all around the throne where the state, saints had often trod as the, soldiers waited, as, the, as the soldier waited quietly for the judgment of his God. Step forward now, you soldier. You've borne your burdens well. Walk peacefully on heaven's street. You've done your time in hell. We've got a great guest with us today. Now, when will the book be released? How can people order it? Uh, all, all those different things. Well, aren't you kind to ask? Thank you. The book will be out in May. Uh, it's getting fantastic advanced praise from leadership experts around the world. You can email me at bob at triplecrownleadership.com, bob at triplecrownleadership.com, and I'll put you on the list to let you know when it's out, and you can uh, hopefully enjoy it. Well, good stuff. Well, I appreciate it, my friend. Have yourself a uh, wonderful, wonderful Monday, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Definitely. Good Have luck. yourself a wonderful day. 
We're going to take a timeout. Come back with more here on the program. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 